0: Good morning everybody, this is the Marcus Today members podcast on Tuesday 21st of November and it's a bit of a quiet week this week. The U.S. is running into the Thanksgiving holiday, which is Thursday. U.S. markets are shut, and they only open for half of Friday. So a lot of U.S. market participants will be taking a holiday this week, if not next week as well. So volumes are down on the U.S. markets. But it all seems to be working in our favor, as you've probably seen. Wall Street was up 200 points overnight. NASDAQ up 1.13%. S&P up 0.74% and the Nasdaq being driven by big tech as Microsoft hits a new record high and as in in, Nvidia was up 2.3% with results tonight. So they are running into the results tonight. So big tech driving ahead is good for us. The Australian market's been obviously performing a bit better, but it's pretty benign stuff compared to Wall Street. Our market is up just 4.8% from the low a couple of weeks ago, where the NASDAQ's up 13.8%. So you really want to be in the big tech end of the market. And of course, we are just nailing it in the ideas portfolio and the strategy portfolio in the last few weeks, as I say. If I keep saying that, something's going to blindside me. A baseball bet from behind, probably. Anyway, since we bought in the strategy portfolio, since we bought the NASDAQ ETF, it's up 7.4%. The S&P 500 ETF up 54 4%, and that's 60% of the portfolio. Our ASX 200 ETFs only up 2%. Our REIT ETF, which is only a 9% weighting, doesn't really make much difference, but it was symbolic to say REITs are oversold, having dropped 15% in two months. Our SLF REIT in the strategy portfolio is up 4.2%. So in about two weeks, the strategy portfolio, having sat in cash for 120 days, is now up 4.83% in a couple of weeks, considering the annual average return from the all-ordinaries is 5.77%, catching almost 5% in a couple of weeks. I'm extremely happy with that. In the ideas portfolio, we're holding FANG. That's up 9.5%. The NASDAQ ETF, that's up 8.9%. The hedged S&P 500 ETF, that's up 7.1%. The REIT ETF up 8.1%. And this is all in 19 days. Take out the weekends and that's 15 trading days. And our long NASDAQ, LNAS. Thank you, David, for pushing me to do something leveraged. LNAS up 21.4%. So having a purple period, standing at the desk, punching the air in delight. That means one thing sell and we're not selling yet. Also in the Ideas portfolio, GPT up 10%, Domain Holdings up 4%, CBA 5.3%, Qantas 7.5%, and Telstra just dragging its heels a little bit, not fussing me at all, down 1.8%. So everything going nicely. I don't see any reason to change our strategy or to sell anything just yet. If you look at the US market for the last five trading days, it has opened and then closed higher, which tells you there's very little selling pressure at the moment. The other things encouraging me are, have a look at my section, bond yields, have a look at the 10-year bond yield chart in the US. It does look like a reasonably material pivot point on the daily chart. On the weekly chart, not so much, but the mere fact it's not constantly reversing tells me that the big money has bought into the idea that interest rates have peaked. And the longer this trend goes, the longer this trend goes. There was also in the US over night. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, there was a rather shabby bond auction in the US, and lots of the perma bears, and the perma bears, by the way, are still out and about talking about how much debt the US government has got, and it's costing a trillion dollars a year to service it, up from 500 billion a couple of years ago, and that at some point there'll be some catastrophic realisation that the US is never getting out of debt, and the whole world will implode. Perma bears are aside, there was a bond auction overnight, $16 billion sale of a 20-year bond, which went rather well, probably because the last bond auction happened whilst the market was still in dive mode. So sentiment a bit better. So a bond auction went went off fairly well last night. And if you can keep issuing bonds as a US government, you can stay afloat for as long as you like. So that helped market sentiment overnight. The other thing helping market sentiment, of course, was some fiddling about on Microsoft's management in AI, which was well-received, hence Microsoft hitting a record high, and NVIDIA up 2.3% ahead of the results tonight. Hopefully those will behave. I don't know whether you've seen the photo of Microsoft's new AI chief must be like policemen beginning to look very young these CEOs of multi-billion dollar companies volatility is also drifting lower, which is good and on the currency front you might have noticed the Aussie dollar nudging 66 cents so the Aussie dollar going up is really a reflection of the US dollar going down the US dollar going down is the currency markets getting their head around the idea that interest rates have peaked and I see it as encouraging that the US dollar goes down and by default, the Aussie dollar goes up. It's encouraging that the Aussie dollar is going higher because it suggests the currency markets are also convinced that rates have peaked. So just Fingers crossed this turn in the market is material, is sustainable, we will see. Other things happening of a mildly positive nature. Bitcoin's on the run, risk on assets going up is good. That means sentiment has turned a little bit. There's also, I think it's also probably not really about risk on, it's all about the SEC possibly approving. There are something like four Bitcoin ETFs in application at the moment. And if the SEC allows one through, It's rather like when you've got a commodity like Bitcoin or gold, which doesn't change very much, the supply is inelastic. Gold grows about 2% a year and is used up at about 2% a year, for instance. And then when an ETF comes along, as it did in gold in 2002, was it? The gold ETF went and bought a great big chunk of this commodity that has no supply and shot the gold price up in the same way if we get a Bitcoin ETF buying billions of dollars of Bitcoin in order to service an investment product. By definition, the demand goes up and the price goes up. So understandably, Bitcoin up from $30,000 to $37,000 in the last couple of months on this speculation. We'll see anyway, Bitcoin running. And I see that as the barometer of irrational exuberance going nicely. Iron ore price also up overnight. And have a look at the chart of the resources sector versus the iron ore price. The resource sector has been dragging its heels, I've got to say. We have bought BHP in the one-stock portfolio. It is up about 4.5% since we bought it. And there's just a chance that if this Chinese economic optimism, even though it's not really genuine, it's been manufactured, this Chinese optimism can continue. We might just see the resources sector in uptrend for the first time since the beginning of the year. Iron ore price helping at the moment. Meanwhile, bank sector going sideways. See the chart in my section. Sideways is good if you're an income investor. What you want is stability, not volatility. So you're getting a bit of stability in the banks. Usually they fall over after results and dividends and they're just going sideways. RBA minutes are out today. I don't think they say much more than the RBA are still data dependent. Having raised rates at this meeting, they are obviously more hawkish than the current mood. So the minutes appear hawkish. In other words, they could raise rates if everything goes wrong on inflation. Michelle Bullock speaks today. Have a look in my section for the One Stock Portfolio, Strategy Portfolio and Ideas Portfolio. I've got a bit of a write-up on the ASX today with the help of Oliver. We have thought about buying it. It's had a little bit of a rally, but decided not to. We already hold a disastrous 2% holding in our MT long-term growth portfolio. It's been awful. And UBS came out with a sell recommendation two weeks ago when the target price 8% below the current share price. We had thought about buying it, but we've decided 2% enough. We don't need to be loading up on that. We do have 9% cash in the MT long-term growth portfolio, which we're looking to utilize somewhere. Also, I don't know whether you have a mortgage with Macquarie. I used to have one. They send me their updated variable loan rate SMSs occasionally. It's over 9% now with a discount. Of course, you get somewhere closer to 6 to 7%. The Average mortgage rate at the moment in Australia is 6.61%, and that is up from 2.14% in 2021. So mortgage rates have tripled. The average cost of a house in Australia is 912000 The average mortgage is 592000 So with the average mortgage rate up 4.47% in the last two years, you are now paying on a million dollar mortgage, to round the number, on a million dollar mortgage, you're paying $44,700 extra per annum, which on an average tax rate means that you need to earn $65,000 more a year just to stand still. Mortgage payments, of course, are after tax. And it also means if you do have a million dollar Mortgage, you are now paying an average $66,100 a year for your mortgage, which means you've got to earn an average of around $95,000 a year to pay your mortgage. You find me someone in their 30s who's got a disposable $95,000 of earnings capacity and can live on the top of that. So 37% of houses have a mortgage on them, 30% don't. Interest rate are victimizing one particular group of Australians as the media is picking up on at the moment. That aside, not too much going on. Lots of stuff about the RBO minutes, inflation being more resilient than expected, still an inflation risk and, as I say, data dependent. Oil price up overnight. I've done a little bit of a thing in my section about or a good chart of the energy sector compared to the oil price, both of which have been heading down. Energy sector's 13% off the top in quite Quite a short period of time. There are suggestions that OPEC, which meets on November the 26th, Will re-emphasize production cuts and get the oil price moving again, in which case there's probably a bit of an opportunity in the NG stocks, and the most obvious one of course is Woodside, although Citigroup downgraded Woodside last week. That might be the best trade if the oil price does turn. Technology one down a bit on results. Brickworks down 1.9% on a trading update. Blue Scope steel up a touch on its AGM, down 1.4% on its AGM. I've become a newsreader. Lithium stock's doing okay today, by the way. Liontown Town up 4.1%, back to $1.52. Pilbara Minerals up 3.5% today. Mineral Resources up 2.5% today. All came up 2.7%. IGO up 1.4%. Linus Rare Earths up 1% as well. BHP up 1.3%. Rio up 2.6%. So Resources doing nicely. As I say, Iron Ore price was up and Fortescue Math up 1.9% as well. Otherwise, all pretty quiet on the Western front. Ironia, one of the stocks that hit a 52-week low recently, up 12% today. Coming off the bottom, might have to look at a chart of that. SG Fleet down 15% having come out of its capital raising. And the gold sector just in the black today, up 0.7%. Bond yields pretty quiet. Aussie dollar 65.70. Dow futures up 8 almost unchanged. As I say, Wall Street on holiday on Thursday and half a day on Friday. So it's going to get very quiet. Our market was up 31 at the high. We are up 11 at the moment. I think you can safely take the afternoon off and we'll come back tomorrow. (laughs)